We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Who, however, will hire Tua Tagovailoa, the former Alabama quarterback entering the NFL draft? What NFL team will take a major franchise-changing risk on the young quarterback who's having hip surgery will not be able to perform or work out ahead of the NFL draft, but made his decision clear yesterday along with head coach Nick Saban. Let's talk about it with our friend Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports. Been a while, my friend. It's Dave Briggs. It's Ross Tucker. Before we get into Tua, though, we were just having a discussion about overtime rules in the NFL versus college football who do you think has it right? I think college has it better. I don't know if anybody has it right necessarily because I think in college you get some you get like a manufactured jolt of entertainment. If like the Troy Eastern Michigan game is going into overtime in I'm going to go watch because it's just like it's like a shootout in hockey, but yes. like a little bit more like football, right? So like there's like right. an immediacy of like, oh my God, I'm going to tune in, even if I don't care about the teams or like the teams, because it's just like microwaved entertainment, but also done fairly. Um, I do, uh, I, I don't love like the, the way some of these NFL like kick off, hold the ball games. And I do think that is like slightly unfair. I would like to see some moderate tweaks in the NFL. What about like, Giving each team the ball in the forty, maybe like something like something in the in the middle a little bit. I I just feel like for the NFL to do that institutionally, there's so much arrogance and ego and reluctance to change that I don't think they would think of something more that would actually be more fun and compelling to the viewers and maybe even more fair to the players because like I heard you guys talking about going for two, maybe it limits some snaps a little bit. Um, you know these these guys are playing. 20 games with four preseason, right? So like, you don't want to, you don't want to just send them out there, uh, send them out there forever. So I like the, the modification the colleges did this year um, to avoid the seven, eight overtime games. I think that's good for player safety, but uh, yeah, but who doesn't like overtime? Um, I don't love the current NFL overtime format, but I still do love overtime. And I agree. I, I prefer college. I, I think college is awesome. It's easy to understand. The NFL, yeah. if you need to, like, every time the NFL is like, okay, here's the rules again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It just, I, I don't care for it. Pete, I also haven't cared, before we get to the Tua, while we're kind of on this topic of rules and stuff, we talk so often about officiating in the NFL, mm -hmm. and yet multiple times, in this postseason for college football, I've been very disappointed. I could not believe that they overturned the Jeffrey Okuda fumble against Clemson. I thought it was a clear fumble. He had three steps, almost a four-step. Couldn't believe that they overturned that. And I'm not remembering the exact play, Pete, but there was something in Wisconsin, Oregon that bothered me too. Uh, you probably remember what it was, but there was some... Wisconsin, Oregon um, penalty or something, something, some officiating issue that bothered me as well. Has there been a similar uproar 
in college that there has been in the NFL? And do you think that there would be any tweaks? And do you think it's a problem? Well, uh, I can certainly speak with authority on the uh, on the Ohio State play, the Jeffrey Kuda strip of Justin Ross that led to the Jordan Fuller touchdown return that was then overturned. And look, I'm I'm always really pragmatic and very reasonable when it comes to officiating. Uh, former soccer referee myself, so I've stood in between the lines and have a, have a little bit of an understanding of just hey, it's hard, it's hard live. The the thing I can't wrap my mind around on the Akuda strip is how it was overturned. Like if they had just called it dead on the field, okay, like I could you know, all right, I get it. Like, but if you if you overturn that and there's uh what's the what's the phrase the it's not preponderance of evidence it's uh conclusive evidence right you have to have irrefutable evidence there's no way there was irrefutable evidence to flip that call like i thought it was a coin flip call at best gun to my head i would have said fumble and and return and i thought the refs did a good job of letting it play out on the field and kind of letting replay decide so I don't know if there's any kind of drumbeat. Officiating in college is a little screwy because there's obviously a national officiating association, but then like the officiating is divvied up amongst the leagues. And some leagues have had different replays than other leagues and different things like that. So the, the officiating isn't as isn't as linear in the NFL where it's all under uh, where it's all under one umbrella. Um, but yeah, there was even some calls last night. I'm sure you were both watching the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama last night between. Uh, <laughs> I, I can tell. I can tell. There was yeah. actually like a, a really bad uh, overturned fumble call on that too. And look, nothing's perfect. Even with replay, it's not perfect. I did think. I don't think officiating cost Ohio State that game because they had plenty of other opportunities to win it. But I could understand why Gene Smith texted me after the game that he was pissed, and why Ryan Day was said he was angry um, because that's that's that is a game changing kind of play that. Uh, you know, that really, that really, really hurt the Buckeyes. So I guess here's the other question, Pete, because there's been a lot of conversation about a a so-called sky judge in the NFL that would be able to buzz down when there's something that they should be able to correct or review. And college on some level has that, you know, they buzz down and they stop plays and yet, I did not agree with the Okuda overturn at all. Certainly did not think that that merited an overturn based on the standard that you talked about. And then the offensive pass interference against Wisconsin, I, I couldn't believe. And I thought that was one that maybe the sky judge could come in and fix, but that's not how it works. Do you yeah, think no the PI sky replay. judge... Right. Do you think that there should be more of that in college, or do you like the college replay format better than the NFL? I, I do, and I think less litigation is just better for the game and the consumer. Because how many games have we been watching now, be, be it pro or college, where it's just this interminable slog of replay and replay and replay? Like, look, like officials are going to make mistakes and we have to accept that as part of it. And we want them to be perfect and they can't be perfect. But I am, I am not for over litigation of everything. I feel like there's enough right now, but there, there will, there are going to be mistakes and it's never going to be perfect. But um, the thing that I want to see, that I want to see more uh, efficiency on and more technology on is the first down marker. I mean, how many spots, 
for the billions at stake, the spot is the most arbitrary thing in football, right? Like guy like looks at the sideline, winds it up. Like it's it's a complete estimation. Is, doesn't there have to be a better way, especially if forward progress is the rule? Isn't there have to be a better way to say the ball has gone this far forward in some technology that lasers it down and then we go? Seems to make sense, my friend. A lot of things seem like common sense regarding officiating for all of us, not just the fans, but of course the media, and hope they get some stuff fixed in this offseason. But let's talk about the big story in college football, which of course is Tua Tagovailoa deciding to go into the NFL draft, not back to Alabama, clearly making the right decision. My fear was that he would go back to Alabama. It felt like a guy who had unfinished business in college. The best part of his announcement, though, was quoting Tim McGraw's song, Always Stay Humble and Kind. I love that. That made my day. Anyone who quotes country music in any sports announcement wins in my book, Pete. I don't know what country artist you might quote. If you have one, let me know. But did he make the right call? Uh, I'm probably not your best source for country music quotes, but I will okay. say that he he made the uh, he made the absolute right call. Uh, I, look, we all would have been petrified every time Tua dropped back if he did come back next year. And I do think when the when the no one's really going to know where he's going to get picked until these doctor's appointments come through, right? But the hip the the problem with Tua's injury was like he had a hip injury, and everyone assumed it was Bo Jackson, and it wasn't Bo Jackson. They were very clear in saying that it wasn't Bo Jackson after it happened. But that's where people's minds immediately went, right? So if Tua, come, if Tua has a dislocation of a hip, and that dislocation of a hip can, be, can bring him back to 100% or close to 100%, and he can move and throw and dance around in the pocket like he has, he needs to go to the NFL draft. Um, the, the only... If he had not declared for the NFL draft, I would have been in favor of him just working out for the year. I think that's smarter because, look, you hate to say this because he's a brilliant player, but two is fragile. He's had two ankle surgeries. Now he's had a major hip surgery. His body, he has a nice build, but when NFL general managers look at quarterbacks, they want a thickness that Tua doesn't have. They want a trunk. They want a back. He just doesn't have that kind of body type. So he already regardless of anything else, has a reputation for fragility. Fair or not, that is a huge question about Tua. Probably the biggest question about him, um, other than him being left-handed, going into the uh, going into the draft. So I feel like you don't want to give people any more reason to think you may be fragile. Um, the, the next few months are going to be really interesting for him. The, the combine is going to be important for him because he's going to be medically checked. But talking to NFL sources yesterday... The little-known combine recheck is actually going to be what's really important for Tua. All the combine participants who have lingering medical issues are come back to Indianapolis in April. It's not a formal thing. There's no media there, um, or there may be this year. Uh, and, and you just go back and get reevaluated by mid-February, late February, when the combine happens. We're probably not going to have a clear picture of Tua's future. We may get a portrait of how he's recovering, but the, he said a three, four month window in, until they can really know. By early April at the combine recheck, we should have a pretty good sense of where Tua is. And I think if he is healthy and cleared, and again, those are all very nebulous terms. What do those really mean, right? Um, 
basically, if a team feels he's healthy or is cleared, he'll go in the top ten. Pete, how close was he to coming back? Because it sounded like there was a lot of buzz that maybe he would, and people were starting to think, oh, my gosh, he's going to come back. Was this really like a tough decision? Was he close to from what you've heard? It was It was a tough decision. Um, you know, in talking to Alabama officials in the weeks leading up to this decision, there was an undercurrent of optimism that he, w- that, that, that he could return. Um, I had a source there tell me it was 50-50 two weeks ago. And I think there was part of him that wanted to return. He sees college football as his platform, a lot like maybe Tim Tebow saw college football as his platform. Remember, he famously returned for his uh, for his senior year and won a national championship at Florida. Um, I mean, you saw at the end of that press conference, other than the Tim McGraw quote, uh, when he said, uh, God bless Roll Tide, or Roll Tide, God bless, I forget which one. But that was clearly his, that was clearly his sign-off to, uh, he said, one last time. To all his uh, to all his press conferences and look, being the quarterback at Alabama is a powerful thing. You could argue that being the quarterback at Alabama gives you a bigger platform than half the quarterback jobs in the NFL. It's probably it's probably a bigger platform than being the quarterback for the Raiders, right? Or you know, fill in fill in the blank of a mediocre uh, Lions or something like that, mediocre NFL franchise. So now it does not give you the financial uh, benefits, certainly. And what Tua is doing and securing his his financial future, I think, is uh, really important. I do think he has the charisma and the charm that you know sponsorships are going to soon flow in. Um, you know, if he indeed gets picked where where I think he will p- be picked and should be picked. Uh, so, which is but, hang but, on, but, yeah. which is where? Yeah. Where do you think he should and will well, be picked? Again. If the medicals come back, right? It's all if. Like nobody right. can really say right now. It's all it's all predicated on that. Uh, there was a sense from a pure football standpoint before, even before the ankle injury, which was before that, that maybe Burrow was going to pass him, and Burrow did pass him, and then there was he didn't really have a chance to to dual Burrow there. But like some people were just, I mean, look, quarterbacks. Evaluated quarterbacks, it's the most difficult equation in all of sports, right? I can't tell you how many times I've called around about guys and you just hear crazy things. I made more phone calls about Lamar Jackson. I could we could we could do a whole segment on what NFL people told me about Lamar Jackson. Like move to receiver, he's too skinny, blah blah. Like you just you you hear it all with quarterbacks. So I had some guys tell me, yeah, you know, they didn't think he was slipping out of the first round, but they thought maybe he was he was falling a little bit and he'd be the third quarterback pick behind Burrow and Herbert. Now people are a little cold on Herbert now too. So it's all sort of, it. it's the quarterback evaluation world. You have to be hot to a, the you didn't answer. You didn't so, answer brother. Wh- Come on, give me a number and a team. Do it. I'd have to look at the, the draft board to give you, to give you a team and where he goes. But I would say this, if the medicals come back, he's gone by 15. Gone by 15. Okay, I think I can totally agree with that. There have been talk that he'd go as high as five to Miami. You could see the Chargers at six, Carolina at seven. A lot of quarterback needs in there. Drop down to, what about the Colts at 13? Denver is 15, Tampa Bay 14. So there's a lot of quarterback needy teams in the top 15. Might not be losing the $20 million that everybody talked about. Pete Thamel, great stuff. Always great to have you. Check out the Yahoo Sports College Sports Podcast with Pete and Wetzel and Forty. Good to have you, my friend. 
hey, happy new year, guys. Thanks for having me again. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 